0: And today with me, I have Hannah Olson, who is the creator of Freckled Han, a platform helping women redefine motherhood. I'm so happy to have you on the show, Hannah. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and meet you and be able to pick your brain for a minute. (laughs) Well, thank you. All right. Well, what is your question for me today, Hannah? All right. So you mentioned, I think we kind of have similar goals overall just helping women and especially women in the church Mm -hmm. and um, I have been talking about motherhood as a relationship as well which I know is something that you talk about a lot and so my question is I feel very strongly about sharing that message and helping women really internalize that message I have a really hard time when I feel like even now okay how do I how do I phrase the question hold on I I had it practiced and now I'm that's okay we're casual Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, how do I reconcile what I feel like I've been called to do to help women in this way Mm -hmm. with feeling like a lot of the messaging from the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints of which I am a part. And I have a testimony in is sending potentially harmful messaging towards women about this same topic. Mm. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So do you need to reconcile that?
1: That's a good question. I, I feel like I do in some, I mean, just as far as, so the other day is actually funny because I came across, I'm sure you've seen it in the, it was on the app, but it's like in the handbook, a section about women working outside of the home. And it talked about how it leads to divorce and all of these things that, that I felt like were a little bit hurtful and I was kind of internalizing it. And then later that day on Instagram, or maybe the next day I was talking about motherhood as a relationship. And I just have, I, my heart goes out to these women who feel resentful maybe a little bit towards their kids because they feel like they're being held back in these ways. And so I want them to understand like it's not that's not a healthy place to be, you know. Like if you need mm-hmm. to be exploring outside things in addition to having children, like that's okay, and like wanting them to have permission to do that. Yeah. And then one of them specifically sent me this exact same article that I just come across that was like, but we've been taught not to do that.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Does
1: that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay acknowledging that maybe some of the teachings are wrong? And outdated, I am culturally entrenched. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, and and so and I do. I totally understand. Like the prophet, the apostles, they are just men, you know, just like anyone else, and they just have a special calling. I think that the hardest part is that it's like, why are these things still being perpetuated? Like, why are they still being printed? Why are they still being taught in a way Mm -hmm. when, like, I feel like we've realize the negative effects and should be moving past that.
0: Right. Right. So what I believe is that the church is kind of reacting against the devaluation of caregiving Mm. and they're doing it in maybe a less than helpful way. So by, by saying, you know, motherhood is the most important role and focusing so much on that. I think the attempt is to try and say, this is valuable work, which I totally agree with. I think it's very valuable work, but I think the way that the church presents it creates an either or and creates some rigidity in our expectations. But when I hear that message, I try to reframe it as, yes, caregiving is important for men and women. That's, so that's, that's kind of how I reframe it in my mind. But I hear you. There are still some things that are available that are very hurtful, and I think are uh, reactions to women's liberation and like a fear based approach that that isn't necessarily helpful. but I'm all on board for valuing caregiving, yeah, as a legitimate vocation, a life choice for yeah. men and women.
1: yeah, I agree. I'd also be curious to hear. Do you feel like there's anything that I can do, you know, like even just in state conference this past weekend, there, the visiting authority, you know, made a few remarks towards motherhood that like, they just kind of like put me on my edge a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and I just feel like powerless kind of in that setting. Like, obviously I can help people in my immediate circle and I can help my kids understand and maybe my peers, I just I'm curious if you have any ways to help me feel like I can make a difference on a bigger scale.
0: Yeah. I'm just curious what the message was that made you uncomfortable. Or- I wish
1: I had written or I wish I, yeah. Cause I'm trying to remember. It was something just about basically just equating motherhood. It just felt like, because in my mind, like motherhood and fatherhood are never really talked about in the same way and Mm -hmm. they should be like motherhood and fatherhood are equally important. They're equally a relationship. They're equally, Mm -hmm. you know, of value. And Mm -hmm. it was something about, I'm sorry, I wish I could remember. That's okay. So
0: idealizing something that was idealizing motherhood above fatherhood.
1: Yeah. Or just like kind of putting women, treating motherhood like it should be like the end all be all kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like it, so idealization painting it is yeah. better than reality. It it'll fulfill all your yeah. deepest desires. Yeah. So, I mean, you have some options, right? You could email the visiting authority and just say, you could go to my Instagram and look at what I've talked about the difference between, or my Ted talk idealizing versus valuing yeah and help him understand the difference cuz i think people are well intentioned they're trying to elevate like oh your your work is valuable but they don't realize that idealization is not valuing so you could send a mm. an email and just say i i understand your intent was this i just wanted to offer a different point of view and share what you what you think and how you felt about it so that's an option yeah i think Who you are and how you live is the biggest way you can make an impact.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: And then being bold about that wherever you can in in any sphere where you have influence, whether it's online on Instagram or website or in social circles. Mm -hmm. I think that, at least for me, the feedback I've gotten from, from other women is like, it just helps to see somebody who's combining family and work and, you know, and is a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it's not all or nothing it right. just helps to see more people who are treating motherhood as a relationship and not as the end all be all of life. Yeah. But it's important work. You no, know? but I think the work that you're doing matters. The work that you're doing online matters and makes a difference.
1: Well, back at (laughs) you. Thank you.
0: Mutual, mutual respect here.
1: I have kind of, it goes along with the same thing because another, another area of this that I think is a lot of women struggle with, and I have found myself struggling with at different times is just the, the messaging of wearing yourself out in service of others or like, forget Mm -hmm. yourself and go to work. And as women, especially as stay-at-home moms who are caregiving all the time, how do we and like I have young kids, so I have uh four kids, five and under. And oh my goodness, um, <laughs> you have your hands full. Yeah. And yeah. and I love it. And it's fun. I and I feel like I've been able to just find those boundaries, but I know it's not always easy to do. So how can we how can we find that balance between serving and filling others, but then also realizing that if we're not putting ourselves first, like, so, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you talk about this a lot, but like just feeling selfish when you think that your needs are more important than your kids, but at the end of the day, your needs are just as important as your kids. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. The lose yourself in service, like lose yourself to find yourself. I can't remember the exact reference, but one scripture that references losing yourself says losing yourself for his sake. Hmm. It doesn't just say losing yourself in busyness. It doesn't say losing yourself for your kid's sake. It says for his sake. So to me, that means how can I live an inspired life more than how can I just be so busy and run myself ragged? Mm-hmm. Like, how can, how can I Use inspiration to live my best life and honor Christ, right? Not just the busyness. I think we kind of misinterpret that. I also think what you're talking about, Hannah, is a really good reason we need more female speakers in general conference. Because I think because of differences in socialization and expectations and a lot of other things, Men need to be told that more than women, but we have men telling men and women and it may not apply. That's a really good point. Women need to hear a different message, which is the message that I'm trying to share and that you're trying to share is that you matter, put yourself in the equation, include yourself in your circle of care. That's the message that most women I've worked with through the decades have needed to hear not lose yourself they're already lost <laughs> they're yeah. already busy they're already overwhelmed yeah and so I, that's one of my you know i just wish we had more female voices to address what women need specifically not from a male point of view
1: yeah that's i really like that point thank you for bringing that up you're welcome
0: any other any other questions or thoughts coming up for you sure <laughs>
1: have you <laughs> um okay so within the last year or whatever is when I kind of had this aha moment of this motherhood as a relationship thing which is funny because why has it taken me that long to have the relation to have that realization right and and I don't know if it was subconsciously like something that I heard or read from you which anyway <laughs> my yeah, TED talk <laughs> yeah may, I'm sure it was I just didn't it didn't click because I yeah. may have watched it a long time ago but it didn't click until much later anyway. Mm-hmm. How then do we measure success as a parent? How do you measure the success of a relationship? Yeah. So I'm going to throw that back at you.
0: How do you measure the success of a relationship? What is a relationship? What is it comprised of? How do you know if it's strong? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, in in a marriage, how do you know if it's a good marriage? Yeah, that's true. Um, this is just like any other relationship. How do you know you have a solid friendship? What are the qualities? How do you feel about it?
1: It's a safe place. Okay, it's a place where you want to spend time. Mm-hmm. It's a a place where you feel valued and and loved, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So, if that's a successful friendship, I think you can apply those things to parenting relationships both ways, right? Do they feel safe? Do they feel loved? Do I feel loved? And for me, the bottom line is what is the quality of our emotional connection? Like, do we have this invisible connection that It's intangible, but you can feel it and you know it. And I can sense when I'm disconnected from my kids Mm -hmm. or when they're shut down from me and with my husband or friends or family. Yeah. So what is the strength of the emotional connection? Am I in tune with what they need? Am I responsive to their emotional needs? I like that a lot. That's really helpful. It's hard because we've been taught to measure our motherhood based on a checklist. Right. Right. Which is the role part. Like if I perform this role, Mm -hmm. then yeah, then I'm being a good mother, but it's not, it's not that the list of stuff is not like, I always think, well, what do I want my kids to say at my funeral or when I'm on my deathbed? They're not going to be like, oh, well, you the house was so clean. Like right. <laughs> right, right. It's like you, you know, I felt safe with you. I felt loved in your presence. I knew you always loved me. I mean, those are the kind of things. And so how I ask myself and I want to ask you, what am I doing today to strengthen those things? The things that are going to matter, you know, ultimately. And it's it's not a clean house and it's not It's not doing flashcards or having your kids get straight A's or, you know, their performance. It's not, it's not based on that.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. I I completely agree. Will you say that one more time? What, how you measure the, Mm -hmm. the the quality quality and the strength of the
0: emotional
1: connection, quality and the strength of the emotional connection.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not the task. Yep. So, a relationship is the interaction, the interplay between two people, and the emotional attachment is this invisible thing that connects us. And it's it's a lot easier to to judge ourselves based on a task list because that's kind of intangible, nebulous idea, right? Well, I mean, it, yeah, you can, you can cross it off. It's like check, you're done. <laughs> right, right. And this is a constantly fluctuating, fluctuating. thing. Yeah. Right. One day I could be feeling really disconnected from my kids. One The next day I could be feeling really connected. But being in touch with that and then correcting regularly, like, gosh, I feel kind of distant from this child. I'm going to reach out more. Or I'm going to, you know, and just making those changes. Or so-and-so feels kind of shut, seems kind of shut down. I'm going to check in with them. And correcting, not correcting, but just letting that emotional... Uh, attachment guide you, guide your behavior.
1: Well, and it, it comes back to that quote. Well, the scripture that you said about lose yourself in him for his, for his sake, for his sake, and like, how will we be in tune with those needs of our children? If you know, like, that's one way is through the spirit about mm-hmm. praying, and you know, mm-hmm. and the spirit will guide us to know what child needs that connection,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: time, or whatever.
0: Yeah, so. It's the same thing with spiritual connection. Like those are emotional connections with God, with Jesus Christ, with heavenly mother. Those are important connections too.
1: Yeah. And it's I the see. only connection our heavenly parents have with us. Right. is
0: emotional. Right. Mm-hmm. I see your mind spinning. <laughs> Tell me what's <laughs> going on. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me
1: what, I mean, I just, I, I like that, that framework a lot because it is easy to measure the external, the chores, the cleaning, the whatever. Um, but that's not what it's about because ultimately we know when we leave this life, all we take with us is our relationships, our connections, and that plays both with our children, as well as with our heavenly parents and our parents on earth. And it's just kind of like this big, it's all about the relationship, you know, it's that's this big I, web of relationships.
0: That's, that's the point, right? That's right. why we're here that's is how can here. we develop those strong bonds of love with other people?
1: Yeah. And how can we develop ourselves? Cause that's what I'm realizing more and more too, is that like parenting is as much or more about us as it is about our kids. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's basically for the parent to grow. Right. <laughs> that's what, that's what I, I've come to, to realize.
1: That yeah. it,
0: it's going to mirror all of my weaknesses, all of the areas where I need to to
1: grow and learn. Mm-hmm. And I so think that's I'm with why, you. why we have families is because that's the way that we that Heavenly Fathers found is a good way for us to learn. It's not the only way, but it is a good way for us to learn those things. hmm By being in relationships, yeah. by being in
0: relationships, no matter what kind of relationship, it could be friendships, it could be whatever, you know, we grow, we grow through relationships, including parenting, you know, parent-child relationships of a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. (laughs) I like it. So Hannah, what are you going to take with you from our time today?
1: Okay, so I'm going to take that the church is doing its best, <laughs> that there's room for growth, and I guess yeah, that one—that's the question that I'm still trying to get a good handle on. I guess Ooh. is just like sorry, we've gone a long way from that beginning question, so that's I'm, <laughs> okay. We can we can circle back. I think mean, that's great. Um, it's okay to push that thinking a little bit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it comes back to the whole, like the gospel is true and the church will be someday. Kind of. mm-hmm. the church is still trying to get to that. It's not perfect. It's created by men and women and yeah, um, we're all figuring it out kind of. Yeah. And I think you don't, you don't have to reconcile.
0: It's okay to say, yeah, the church kind of goes this way. And this is what feels true to me. And it's okay if those are different and we don't really give a lot of permission for that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) But I think at least for me, that's how I manage it. It's really not reconcilable. It's like, yep. I think different things.
1: Yeah. And can you hold that? (laughs) Giving up the the need to feel like it needs to be reconciled to just accepting this is what the church teaches. And this is what I believe. And it's okay to not have all of my personal beliefs align completely with what the church is teaching.
0: Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make you bad
1: or wrong. Yeah, that's tricky. Cause it's like, it very much is, I think it comes back to the right or wrong thing. Cause it's like, well, if I'm right, then the church is wrong. Or if the church is right, then I'm wrong. So trying, just making space for both, I guess. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That maybe there are some people who need to hear the message that the church is giving. And there are people who need to hear the message that we're giving. That's a a different way of thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And I go back again to, I think they're trying to say this is valuable work. Yeah. And I think the way that it's delivered is not always helpful.
1: Well, and it comes back to the fact that it's primarily men giving the message. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, because which is they might give it in a way that doesn't resonate with the people intended that the message is intended for being the right.
0: women. Because it's through their lens. We we all right. see through our own experience and the time that we're born and the place that we're born and and all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So holding space for differences is,
1: I think, is really that's a good take home, right? Yeah. 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 I like that. Holding space for differences.
0: Yeah. Anything else you're going to take from our time together?
1: Oh, I wrote that one down. A good measure for how my relationship with my kids is doing is the quality and strength of the emotional connection.
0: There you go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I like
1: that a lot. I'm yeah. Gonna post that somewhere
0: <laughs> yeah. on my mirror or something.
1: Yeah. I love that. Great.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for your time today and for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for uh, helping me process, work through this. This was really helpful. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at DrJulieHanks and at DrJulieHanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit WasatchFamilyTherapy.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Have you ever thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question? Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast, and we may just choose you for a free coaching session.